Hey guys, my name's Andrew and welcome to my podcast. So let's get into it. Today's topic is cybersecurity or paranoia. All right, so to start, technology is such a increasingly popular uh, aspect of our lives and we can't get away from it. And social media as well is growing incredibly fast, especially with businesses and uh, marketing, but everything good comes with the bad. And the bad is sort of the cybersecurity risks that involved because we are talking about the buzzwords of big data and more data equals to uh, greater things. Um, I'd like to really explore this aspect of it. Today, technology is deemed by many as a core essential to the modern world, and this comes with more difficulties to keep personal data safe and secure. If we were to travel back in time to the early 2000s, most individuals would have kept personal data in the form of a paper document and to some extent guarded by a physical safe and lock. In modern times, the preference leans towards cloud storage, online drives, and electronically on either a USB or hard drive. To be socially connected, updated, and trendy to new technologies is adhering to digital progression. However, unnoticed vulnerabilities may plague your day-to-day routines. The rise of social media seems to be a normal routine for many people today. It is the addiction of informing your peers about every second of your life which gets the most of us. This could be in the form of using popular platforms like Snapchat, Instagram, or the likely trendy TikTok. These platforms are used to share stories and moments to friends, family, and sometimes to random people in the area. As much as we like social media, it is a vulnerability to your personal data and understanding how it is, is vital to protect yourself from people with bad intentions. As dark as it may sound, posting a story or photo of your first dog with the tagline Archer, or posting a memorable photograph of your mum which has her full name written on the frame may seem wholesome at first, but in doing so, you have just leaked two answers to some of the most common cybersecurity questions to many online account services. These services could be your email, bank account, or even social media platform, which has created a vulnerability you may not have been aware about at all. One could say, oh, friends wouldn't do that to me. However, on the average, people are usually online connected to a large sum of people to which you may not be very close with. Connections could be friends of friends, jealous acquaintances, or ex-partners, which may for any reason try to gain an advantage with wrong intentions using these personal answers. Christopher Hughes published a graph on Statistica depicting the average number of friends on Facebook for Australia in 2018. Depicted in the graph shows an average by age group to which you must ask yourself how many friends within each group are considered to be trustworthy. So you guys can't actually see the graph, but 18 to 29, 394 on average, 30 to 39, 288, 40 to 49, 235, 50 to 64, 114, and 65 plus, 68. Now that kind of sounds pretty reasonable to me given that social media really was sort of uh, 
pretty predominant uh, in the mid to early 2000s uh, up to you know 2010 was where it started booming with MySpace and Facebook. So the older generation probably don't have as many people on Facebook, um, mainly because you know you only really keep in contact with such a small handful of them. But definitely in a younger age group, uh, even though 2018 is a bit outdated by now, uh, it was a prime purpose to try add as many people as you can. Um, and I definitely did that. So I'm 25 and you know, around when I was 20 to 21, I think it was at some point in my life, I'd said, well, it's awesome to have a lot of people which is essentially a pretty big problem. Jumping back into the topic, posting images or videos is one way in which you can be unaware about linking your personal information to the internet. Similarly, many platforms such as Facebook or LinkedIn allows personalized profile URLs, which makes accessing your space easier compared to accessing your space with a randomly generated string of letters and numbers. Again, with many online services allowing login credentials to use a personal choice of username, many of us will automatically, as a reflex, use the same username for the profile URL. At some lengths, people would use the same username and profile URL, such as jimmyes95 in their personal email address, jimmyes95 at gmail.com. If a person with bad intentions know what he or she is looking out for in your social media pages, then they can easily use trial and error to test some of the most popular email services like Outlook, Gmail, Hotmail, to see if the email address exists. Paired with a two-security process that these services normally deploy, and the answers that you have previously leaked about, you know, your mother's name and your dog's first name, password recovery is as easy as slicing through butter. Once the email is unlocked, who knows what sensitive information the intruder may compromise or exploit. If it's a Gmail address, then it would probably be your Google Drive, your emails, your personal account information, such as your phone number and home address. Security questions have been disabled in password recoveries for quite some time now. However, services like Google Accounts have phased out security questions and now use SMS one-time passwords, OTPs, or two-factor authentication to a phase as a reliable method to prove ownership. Many online services still use security questions and, to some extent, email accounts created before the phase-out date still allow recovery via security questions. So it's probably really good for you to check. Moving on to a different topic, many social media apps on mobile phones enable GPS by default, and this can also be a risk to your personal security. During my study at university, I was an avid Snapchat user, and it was merely impossible to step away from it. Trying to update my personal story so every friend on my list knows exactly what I was doing and where I was, was a must. Snapchat introduced an update at a time which allows, by default, your location to be shared on a global map. Although your location is available only exclusively to your Snapchat friends, being a social media platform as it is, I had a lot of connections on Snapchat because it was cool to have more followers and some I did not know at all. 
at first it seemed nice to know where your friends were during different points in the day because the map feature was quite detailed. Scarily, you could figure out where people actually lived because if you zoomed in and found their you know, bit emoji, it will locate them at a suburb within a street. It took quite some extensive detail. Today, this feature still exists and anyone on your friends list can figure out where, where your home is if it's not turned off. Like many financial scams, the home address is one, one of the most used to identify a person and can grant access to many of these bank accounts. So how do we protect ourselves? If you Google search the keywords top 10 tips for cybersecurity, almost every web page will list within the top 10 tips paraphrases like protecting your personal data, beware of social engineering, whatever that means, you're not immune to cybersecurity threats and be wary. It's common knowledge to know not to use easy passwords, outdated software, and to not connect to unsecured networks. However, what I'm trying to highlight to you is that vulnerabilities pose many risks in our lives that we are unaware in our day-to-day -day activities. It seriously does not take a genius to hack your account, and with many people becoming more accustomed to technology, a person with the right knowledge can do that easily so. As an example, in 2008, a 14-year-old hacked the tram system in Poland. The teen accessed information in the public library, which enabled him to build an RF control device, which allowed full control of the tram track points. And as a result, he managed to derail four trams and injuring many people in the process. The tram track points is essentially where when trams are trying to turn, they can change the direction and that equipment is embedded in the concrete in the ground. This shows anyone with the right skills and the use of open source information can exploit vulnerabilities with bad intentions. So if a 14 year old can do it, I'm sure someone on your friends list might be able to do it as well. So how do you protect yourself from doing these things which create vulnerabilities that you are unaware of? Well, you probably can't if you're unaware about them, but it's probably good to try have a good understanding and practice, uh, have a good practice in your online activities. Along with the typical personal cybersecurity tips from any online web page, I would suggest be aware, be aware of what you post online. You know, is this going to affect your personal data? Don't use usernames as profile URLs or part of the email address. Pick something different. Create a new email account. If your email account predates the security questionnaire, then think about phasing that out if possible. Set apps to not use GPS tracking by default. Don't connect to public Wi-Fi's. I mean, this one's a must and it's almost a no brainer. Option to use two email accounts, maybe one for personal, you know, your bank and bills exclusively and the other one for day-to-day -day stuff like signing up to mailing addresses. Don't think you're an immune because anyone with the right mind and skill can do it. So what I'm trying to say is, Am I being cyber secure or am I being paranoid? But I know you won't regret it when you are digitally safe and don't need to go through the whole process of tracking down who's hacked your stuff and who's stolen either your money 
or your objects. That was a blog post I did about four, a few months ago, and I think now it's even more prominent that this is so much more important because during a COVID world, we're using online devices and working remotely. We have to really be aware about these good habits that we do um, in the digital world. Protecting us will save us you know, a whole world of headaches and pain. So let me know if, you know, what, was I just paranoid about it? Or do you think cybersecurity should be something that needs to be taken care of as well, especially if the big boys aren't safe? You know, Microsoft got hacked recently. Um, and we all just need to be a bit more wary about it. So if this helped you in any way or was interesting, make sure you subscribe and stay tuned for more. Thanks, everyone. Bye.